Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to live, and every week for about 25 to 30 minutes, we try to make it a little gentler. This is how it works. Every week, I play a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. I assign them points throughout the game based on how much they cheer me up with each of their answers. Then at the end, the winner and I each give a pep talk to the person or group of our choice because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. The winner, of course, also wins a $100 grand prize donation to the charity of their choice because we like to do a little nice thing here. My guest today is a writer for BuzzFeed. She's also the author of the amazing essay collection, One Day We'll All Be Dead and None of This Will Matter, which is truly one of my favorite essay collections of the past forever. I love it so much. And now she's the host of the new and wonderful podcast, Not Great. Welcome to the show, Sachi Cool. Sachi, thank you for being here. Hello, Joshua. How are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. How are you? Ah, I'm fine, you know. That's fair. That's about as good as I get. So you're getting me at my best. Thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so flattered. If that's a very like, if you can't handle me at my worst. <laughs> yeah, my expression is, if you can't handle me at my worst, have a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> good day to you. Goodbye forever. There's going to be a lot of my worst. Yeah, it's all worsts. It's worsts and then a couple of like where I'm like sleeping. So I guess that's like a neutral. That's <laughs> about it. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve when I deserve sleep. Deserve me at my, <laughs> at my unconscious, yes. What has been the greatest part about your new show, Not Great, so far? I do really enjoy the dulcet sound of my own voice. And the nice thing about a podcast is you make other people listen to it. Oh, yeah. So win, win, win. I love that confidence. Just one big win. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I, and I want to be clear. I know I have an annoying voice, but... but you have a great voice. No, I'm very annoying. This is the problem, John. We're good. We're, you and I are going to have a real trouble today because I know you're an optimist and that's going to make me crazy, but there's some things you just have to accept when I tell you. One of them is that I have an annoying voice. <laughs> I love your confidence, though, to just say, my favorite part of my podcast, it's me and inflicting me on the world. Yeah, I think that everybody should be punished, and I'm so happy that I found a way to do it. And I've monetized it. I mean, good for me, you know? Yeah, I feel like you're clicking on all horrible cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> Our game today is called You Spite Up My Life. Sachi, in addition to being a super talented and hilarious writer and podcaster, you are a relentless and unstoppable nemesis. So mm -hmm. today we're playing a game about recognizing nemeses and getting revenge on them. I will score your answers based on creativity, accuracy, and fury, but mostly, as always, on how much they delight me personally. Sachi Kul, are you ready to play You Spite Up My Life? No, but I will do it. First question. Would you rather have one nemesis to focus on or several to spread out your spite between and amongst? I think for the purposes of a nemesis, which is specifically, it's somebody that you kind of want to destroy and then you kind of get to check that off on your list. I think you want one person, one or two, three at the most in three a year. Three at the most. Yeah, I don't think you want to push it. And then, you know, I think you'll also find that as you age, your nemesis is change. So you don't want to have so many and then you just can't really keep track of if you still have that, you know, that je ne sais quoi hatred for them. So I think... Fewer is better. 
Fewer is better. I like that. Less is more. This is a great answer. We're hitting the ground running with a Mm 20-point answer. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I want more points. Okay. 25-point answer. Thank you. You've alluded to this already. The nemesis is someone you want to destroy. What is the essential quality that takes someone you don't like and brings them to that level of nemesis where you, like, need to see their destruction? I think there's a few things. Great. I think one thing you want for sure is they have to have something that you are working towards Mm -hmm. or that you want. I think it's fruitless if you have a nemesis who's like not really in your airspace or not in your industry or not in your friend circle or like not just just like not really someone who's like in your like getting in your energy. Otherwise, what's the point? So you want someone who's like in your business. Yeah. Well, because like if they're not in your business and you want to destroy them, I think you're the asshole, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then you're like a lunatic who's like just bothering like some lady who doesn't even know you exist. Right. Like you cannot like the the guy that you always see like whistling at the coffee shop, but he can't be your nemesis. No, you got to aim up. That means Mm -hmm. that you're not making enough intimate connections with people if <laughs> right. like some random guy is your nemesis that speaks volumes about like what's happening in your life right if my pet peeve is your nemesis it, you're alienated from your fellow humankind yeah. and i also think and i think some people really lose track of this is that they need to have even an inch more power than you Ooh. but they have to have a little more than you because if the point is that you want to defeat them i am a big proponent in punching up Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going after someone who is, who doesn't have any power over you or privilege or fortune or luck or career prospects or money or like anything, then what's the point? Then you're like, it, again, it's a waste of your energy and that poison will turn inwards. You, you want to be turning your poison outwards. You want to send your poison out, you know? <laughs> I... I'm not somebody who thinks you shouldn't have poison. I think you should generate it every evening as I do. That's why mm-hmm. I sleep. I don't need it otherwise. It's just to make <laughs> new poison. But then you want to spread it outwards to someone who actually demands it. That's the next thing. I like that your idea of self-help is harming others. <laughs> yeah. Is that, was that not in all the books? It's not in all the books. Oh. <laughs> I have one question about this, one follow-up. If you have a nemesis that is slightly more powerful than you, does that mean that you cannot be their nemesis reciprocally? Or does there have to be some kind of like intertwined power dynamic? That's a really good question. I mean, the the best nemesis is someone who's also in a fight with you and you guys are kind of passive aggressively trying to destroy each other. That's mm-hmm. always a lot of fun to be in and also to witness. I think the thing about power and the thing about privilege is they can they can ebb and flow. I think picking the qualities in a nemesis that bothers you is like a really private personal like sensual experience, you know, it's, it's, you got to write in your journal and you got to think about it and you have to like really meditate on what you hate about humanity. That's a beautiful answer. Thank you. There's so many valences and resonances in this answer. This is 50 points for sure. Okay. I think it could have been more, but that's fine. It could have been, but this time it wasn't. All right. Okay. Next question. Which famous person do you think would make the best nemesis? Like, not someone you hate, but someone you are like, oh, I would love to be against this person and to have them trying to destroy me as well. I think that would be very enjoyable. 
I would love if like a TikTok teen, like a viral TikTok teen and I were locked in a battle for TikTok supremacy. Like if me and Charlie D'Amelio were feuding, that would be ideal because I don't understand it, but it seems like it could be a lot of fun. And then also the fun thing about like internet fights like these, like on YouTube and on TikTok is that other people make videos about the fights and they pick it apart. And I would love to, I would just love to be in a fight when people are like, ruminating over like what my Instagram posts mean or like, oh, she wore a green shirt and that means that she's mad at her or something. Like the like the 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 level to which Gen Z goes to dissect the minutiae of human behavior is adorable and incredible. And they are going to destroy us as a generation. And I'm fine with it by the yeah, way. I'm good too. to they go. Should. I am good to go. We have it coming. Yeah. Oh do we we deserve it. <laughs> deserve it. But I would love to get in a fight like that because it just doesn't mean anything to me right now. And it's it's fun to get mad in new ways. And I think I've exhausted all of the ways <laughs> I've been mad in my life so far. Like I've been mad on Twitter. I'm mad politically. I'm mad socially. I'm mad mm-hmm. at my family. I'm mad at my husband. I'm mad at the internet. I don't like this computer. I'm sitting in a closet recording this podcast. Like I'm mad a lot. Yeah. But I've never been mad on or about TikTok. I think it's time. A wonderful answer. Again, this answer is worth 37 points. Okay, fine. I mean, that's less than last time, so I don't, I mean, okay. it, it is. But again, it like anger and power and privilege, it ebbs and flows. I hate it here. <laughs> In your closet? <laughs> I hate this closet. <laughs> Next question. What is the dream headline or like Facebook status, just news update you'd like to see that would let you know that a nemesis is doing badly or suffering misfortune without your influence? Just like a vicarious spite you can enjoy. I would love nothing more than the Facebook status from my nemesis to be like a promotion for like one of those mid-level marketing makeup scheme Mm -hmm. companies. Like, hey, try this new eyeliner. And it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like Enron or yeah, come like try this new Enron eyeliner. And like they're always (laughs) posting. Enron has, you know, there was a big scandal, but they're trying to come back. Listen, they're trying to pivot. You know, they clearly, they didn't understand the energy space. And so they're trying to, and listen, who isn't coming out with a makeup line at this point? Like everybody has a makeup line. You're going to scoff at the idea that Enron would be like foundation. Maybe they're good at it. They're clearly good marketers. They tricked us for a couple of years there. I guess what I, I'm saying is I just think it'd be delightful because I feel like it, that really tells me where you're at intellectually. Yes. And personally. And it just tells me that you have lost. You've lost. You've lost the fight. And, and, and at that point, I can no longer consider you a nemesis because I would be punching down. It's not even yeah, fun. Yeah, you're done. And the aggressive cheerfulness with which those things are marketed and the cloying like <laughs> like women supporting women, like that <laughs> language makes my skin peel off. And the Facebook message, by the way, always starts with like, it's it's never like, hi, how are you? It's always like, hey, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death penalty, electric chair. <laughs> Immediately, absolutely not. Like, I will block people the second hey, lady happens. Hey, mm-hmm. lady, end of conversation. It's over. It's over, Yeah. A great answer. Thank you. This is, well, okay. So 
This is worth 42 points, but first, you have to find like six other people each to give seven <laughs> points to. <laughs> 42 points You know what? Answer. That won't be hard. My friends are very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the creepiest things I've ever heard. My friends are very vulnerable, said excitedly. I can can say it. I'm a woman of color and they're all dumb and white men. So I feel like I can say it. You can't say it. They can't say it about me. That is the law for now. Next question. Mm -hmm. What is the thing a nemesis could do or achieve that would feel most offensive and like jealousy inducing in you? Happiness. Ooh, how would you notice that? Because if you are locked, if your horns are locked with somebody and they unlock them before it is very clear that the fight is over, that means that they are happy and they do not need the scrap. That is a terrible feeling. To be left alone in the ring, ugh, (sighs) disgusting. It's the worst feeling because it not only tells you that you have lost the larger game, but also that you are humiliated because you're sitting there like a dummy, like like measuring dicks with somebody who's like already taken their dick out of the equation. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait a minute, why are you trying to measure my dick? You're measuring dicks and they're having sex. Like it is, <laughs> right. it is so embarrassing to be left in it, and it is a visceral and very clear feeling. You will, it is unmistakable when your nemesis stops considering you. As soon as someone you hate reaches ambivalence with you, oh, God. Like, just bury yourself, lie down, and die. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing left to do. Happiness. Wow. Happiness. This this answer has such a stark emotional truth to it that mm-hmm. it is easily worth 45 points. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Wait, why fuck me? What just, I, I just feel like if this is if the rules of this are arbitrary, why am I not getting thousands of points? That is a totally fair question, and I will not be answering it. But this is 45 points, which I think is a beautiful answer and a beautiful amount of points. Trust Thank me, you. I loved it so much. Okay, thanks. Next question. Other than just the concept of happiness, which we've established is the highest level you can achieve against a nemesis, what is something you'd like to achieve and like throw in a nemesis's face? I don't know if I have a specific, like like almost like a catch-all answer, but okay. I, I will say that in the past, it has been utterly delightful. Like truly like yum, 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 delicious. Mm-hmm. Ooh, soup is yummy. Good. When <laughs> soup is the food you go to. What's up with soup? Like, don't shit on soup. It's not my fault. It's eleven thousand degrees outside. Soup is great. I miss soup weather. Not, I love soup. I love soup. I'm not. You're shitting alienating on soup. a lot of your listenership by shitting on soup. Yeah, I assume I your do listenership have a lot of is elderly listeners. Geriatric. <laughs> Geriatrics I, and mean brown women. I love soup. It's just so funny if you're like, "Mm, the most delectable victory, (laughs) like a fine soup. (laughs) Like a a thick, rich broth. (laughs) It's like that classic expression, revenge is a dish best served hot and wet. (laughs) Yes, of course. I love revenge when it burns the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I get my revenge too fast and then yeah, I'm like, Ooh. and then it hurts. Revenge is a good this. appetizer. <laughs> sometimes I have it with a salad. Like a half a cup of revenge, half a sandwich is a good yeah, lunch. Yeah, that's good. I don't want to get too gassy, you know? Mm-hmm. I want room for more revenge at dinner. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway. There's nothing more delectable than when a nemesis has to come to you to ask for a favor. Oh, that's good. And I've had it happen where, like, somebody I don't really like is forced to ask me something at work. And, like, it's so good. It's so good to, like, parcel out whatever information they need in, like, little blips so they have to keep coming back and, Mm -hmm. like— giving them as little as possible and just the the gentle, disgusting, slow push of the information (laughs) so that I can make it last as long as possible. That is success. That's incredible. I'm crazy, Josh. Like, I'm listening to myself. I'm a psychopath. I appreciate how candid you've been. I love that your scheme is, I would call that revenging. (laughs) A combination of revenge and edging. give it away. It, it doesn't happen that often, yeah. you know? Like, it takes so much work to get to that point in your life. And so when it happens, you just, you want to do it like little piece by piece Yeah, by you piece. savor it. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking I once, I once had a nemesis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like a beautiful mulligatani. I once had a nemesis and I thought this was masterful. This is also pretty good. And I am I have to tr- figure out a way to use it myself. Mm-hmm. It, it was in Canada. I was at some like journalism-y like drinks event, just like a networking thing. And I had run into this woman and I hadn't seen her in many years. And she had been very unkind to me at a job. And I really had a problem with her, but we hadn't run into each other in such a long time. And so she ran into me and I was polite because I don't know why. And uh, she looked at me and she was like, oh my God, like, it's great to see you. She's like, you're doing so well. And then she looked at me dead in the fucking eye and she said, just like I thought you would and walked away. And I was, I was so, I could have run after her pulling her hair to be like, no, you didn't. You didn't say shit. Like that, that is, that's so good. Like rewriting the narrative Mm -hmm. of how awful you were is masterful. That's amazing. Mm. Honestly, that's 30 points for your answer of slowly parceled out advice to Mm -hmm. give to your nemesis. And then another 20 points for sharing that very vulnerable story. It's not vulnerable. I will find her. Next question. Conversely to the last question, which is about you thriving. What is your greatest fantasy of destroying someone else? This may come as a surprise. But I don't want to be responsible for someone's destruction. Okay. What I want is to lay out a set of traps that they find themselves in and destroy themselves without my intervention. Um, You described what I would call the same thing. (laughs) No, that's different. If you are not mindful of your surroundings Mm -hmm. and you step into a trap. That you set. Well, I didn't set it. I just left it there. I didn't set it. I didn't set it. I just left it there. I was busy. I was like, I'm going to put this here. (laughs) I'm going to put some leaves on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to walk away. And if you fall in it, I mean, that's between you and your God. I mean, what am I supposed to do about that? I didn't do anything. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're not setting traps. You're just digging holes and covering them. I like to dig holes, Josh. And then what are you going to do? Leave them open to the air? Yeah, I mean, someone could fall in. So I cover it. it so that you don't fall into it because you see the pile of leaves and you think, oh, there's a hole under there. But if you don't, what, you know, what am I supposed to to do about that? This is very good. This gives me a lot to think about. (laughs) Very good answer. This is a 42-point answer. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Next question. You vanquished your nemesis successfully. Mm -hmm. What do you want to hear them say to you so that you know you've defeated them? Like, what's the thing that they could say that you would be like, oh, there's no coming back for you now? Do you know what I love? I love a context-free Instagram photo-like from someone who hates you who doesn't follow you. That's nice. I love that. Because then I know that you're looking. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel good. Yeah. I do like that. You know you're living in their head. Yeah. 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 I think like... Because that's the worst part, I think, about having a a nemesis is that if it consumes you too much, it becomes, again, you start drinking your own poison. Mm -hmm. So you want to know that you have cracked into their brain and there's nothing worse than like if they're looking at your Instagram and they've gone back 10 weeks and then you get a notification that's like so-and-so liked your photo and you're like, ah, that's embarrassing for you. (laughs) (laughs) It is embarrassing. This is a great answer. 39 points. Thank you. Next question. What do you say back to your vanquished nemesis as icing on the cake? If you see them in person, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you don't see them in person, I don't think you should say anything. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessary. I think otherwise it's gloating and no one needs that. But I've always dreamed of going up to somebody that I really don't like, who's made my life hell and who drives me crazy and who I know and who I know knows me and going up to them and saying... Hi, my name's Sachi. Nice to meet you. Wow. And just, I just want to, I just want to see what that does psychologically to somebody. You don't want a big show because again, once you win, you ruin it by making it too big. Right. If you say too much, yeah. That was such a good answer. Again, classic, understated, dismissive, powerful. (laughs) All the things you want when you're showing that a nemesis has been crushed beneath your foot. That is a 55-point answer. Wow, thank you. Final question. How would you like history to remember your nemesis, if at all? They shouldn't. Lost to the sands of time. Like, forgotten, uh, but for just forgotten enough. Like, it should be something where someone's like, you know, if someone says, like, the name Kucinich, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not fully forgotten. Like, a name that you hear every once in a while, yeah. just long enough to make you, like, remember that you don't remember them. Yeah. It's like when you're in, like, the Kroger's and you hear, like, a Crazy Town song and you're <laughs> like, oh, that was a weird summer. And then you, like, yeah, go on with yeah, your yeah, day. Yeah. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. And, then, and it takes, you have to, like, sit there and be like, who is Crazy Town? Crazy right. Town. Okay. Who's in and that then band? you yeah. proceed not to think of them for yeah, another Yeah, you never think about it again until, six years. Yeah. until you go back to that back Kroger's to and you hear yeah. the song again. Yes. A perfect answer. Subtle and understated, but devastating and powerful. Thank you. 45 points. Amazing. Sachi, an incredible round of gameplay for You Spite Up My Life. That gives you a total score of 430 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history, an incredible performance, just unbelievable, dynamic. And as this week's champion, you have won $100 donated to the cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? We should donate it maybe to the Lebanese Red Cross. That's a great idea. That's what I'm thinking. In the in the wake of the the explosion. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to do. I've just sent out a lot of bad things in the world, so I think this is one good mm-hmm. thing we should do. That's a great cause, and I will link in the show notes to the Red Cross in Lebanon so people that are listening can make donations on their own more easily if they'd like to. Finally, for this week, 
the pep talk. We'll each give a pep talk to someone or a group who we think deserves it or needs it this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for anyone whose enemies appear from their Instagram feed to be thriving. Let's start here. Of course your enemies seem to be thriving on Instagram. Instagram is where people go to seem like they're thriving. Twitter is where people go to seem like they're depressed and or horny. TikTok is where people go to seem like they're young and or relevant. A lot of things in life aren't about you. They happen regardless of your presence or your gaze. But this is not one of those things. Your enemy's Instagram feed is directed at you. You're not imagining it. They're doing this on purpose. But you don't have to fall for it. You don't need to get into an arms race of who looks like they're having the best life, who's eating the most decadent foods, viewing the picturesquest vistas, and lounging by the most infinite infinity pools. You can't win, at least not decisively. What you can do is mute your enemy. Mute them and never think about all the fun they want you to see them having. And after you mute them, quietly hope that they've forgotten to mute you and they notice when you get engaged. Thank you. That was masterful. Thank you. I needed that. It's for you. I mean, this is for anyone, but it's also for you. I know. I I needed it. Thank you. You're welcome. And, And now I would love to hear your pep talk, please. I would like to direct my pep talk to everybody who's working on creative projects right now and is having a hard time. I know coronavirus has made it feel really impossible to get any of that stuff done. I have a lot of people who often ask me, like, how do I write a book? I'm having such a hard time. I'm, like, really struggling with the creative process. And the thing I always tell people, and I mean this with truly a lot of affection. Idiots write books. Dumb, (laughs) dumb people write books. Like, some of the dumbest people in the world, myself included, have written books Jordan Peterson, who is a ham sandwich with googly eyes stuck on, has written a book. Ann Coulter's written a book. Denise Souza's written a book. Dumb people have written books, and they do fine. And some of them do really well, and some of them don't do well, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that they got it done, and you will also get it done, because I have to hope that you are not nearly that dumb, and you'll get it done because you can. Because you have to remember to yourself in every moment of insecurity and fear, idiots, idiots write books. And you're only like a little bit of an idiot. That was so beautiful. That was the kind of tough love (laughs) that your nemesis who pretends to be your mentor wishes they gave you. That's the energy I wanted to give off. Thanks. That's perfect. I mean, listen, Josh, I was raised by immigrants. Like, it wasn't like a warm, (laughs) soothing environment. This is the sort of conversation they would have with me. So that's what you fucking get. This is perfect, and I love it. I think that so much of this podcast is positive, but I think it's also worth taking a week to focus on the joy of negativity. And, Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have asked for a better guest. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, truly my pleasure. That has been our show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. This is Make My Day. This week's champion, thank you again to Sachi Cool. Sachi, where can people find you and your work? You can find me on BuzzFeed News or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. My name is spelled S-C-A-A-C-H-I. Subscribe to her new podcast, Not Great. Truly and really read her book. It's so good. I like think about it all the time with seething jealousy about how much I love it. Oh, that's all I've ever wanted you to say. 
I say it to you like once a month. I know, but I just think you should say it more. Okay. If you'd like to make a donation to the Red Cross in Lebanon, there will be links in the show notes and on my Twitter. And if you have your own answers to today's game of You Spite Up My Life, please tweet them at me at Josh Gondelman. Leave Sachi out of this. She's a busy woman with stuff going on. <laughs> make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg. Executive produced by Alex Buck, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Thank you once again for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's a huge help to the show if you have a second to rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.